Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Hegener Homestead podcast, where we talk about self-ownership, um, homesteading, and community. <laughs> Sorry, I got that mixed up a little bit, but whatever, we'll run with it. Um, today is Wednesday, February 1st. I can't believe January is already gone. Uh, so... Um, I have some exciting news. Uh, this is going to be more of an update type of episode, but, um, I do want to put some, uh, just some, some little notes in about rabbits, um, that maybe you didn't know because I didn't know them, you know, before they happened. And so anyways, um, so exciting, exciting news. Like the end of January was just lots of good things happening for me. So, uh, first of all, um, Sunday, the second time I went to help Livingstone Farm, um, I didn't take anything with me that time. Um, you know, I, I feel like I didn't do enough to earn a, a whole rabbit and um, all the fiber she gave me extra from what I bought. Um, so I didn't like ask for anything, but next time I'll see if I can get some meat. Um, but her, I thought I was going to be alone. She said like her husband would have already left and, and whatever, but uh, he was there with the kids and so. Um, I pulled in and I saw one kid and he ran away and then I kind of went to like go look because obviously they're there and I was gonna just say hi I'm here and whatever but I didn't see where they went so um, I just went in the house and started working and um, her husband came in later and said hi and, and everything and so that was nice to like officially meet him because I don't think I met him before. Um, and he's super nice too. Um, and their kids are like adorable. So they, they were coming in and out of the house and talking to me and apparently I'm the cage lady now. <laughs> so, uh, they're super cute, but, uh, it did take a very long time for me to get the first cage done because I kept getting interrupted and the kids were distracting and, uh, the little one found, like, a glove, like a, um, kind of like a surgical glove type of thing, and, um, he was like, I'm gonna fill it up with water and throw it on the tree and watch it explode, but that didn't work, and then they put warm water in it, and he's like, oh, it's so warm, and then it got cold, so they wanted me to take out the knot, and all this stuff, and I did that twice, and, um, anyways, like, they were definitely a little bit distracting, <laughs> but they're super cute, so, like, I didn't mind too much, but the second one, um, I did two cages, and the second cage, I did in under an hour, but the first one took me, like, two hours, because I just kept getting interrupted, and, and distracted and stuff, so, um, so yeah, uh, but it went well, and then I, 
I went in and uh, worked on the rabbits before I left, which was kind of a bad idea because I left covered in angor fiber. Um, but um, I'm glad I went out and because you know she, um, a lot of the rabbits are are very heavily matted because she hasn't been able to. Um, give as much attention to them as she would like because she's been in and out of the hospital and, you know, busy with her day job and stuff. So, um, so I've been helping her with that and, um, but it was good. Like I tried to do it with them in the cages. Um, and one of the rabbits was very cooperative. The other ones were like, get away from me. And, one of them that was, like, really bad, um, I, I don't know if it's a she or a he, but I'm, I'm thinking it was a doe, um, so I'm just gonna refer to this rabbit as she, uh, it was a, a white rabbit, uh, ruby-eyed white, and, um, she, like, kept grunting at me, and acting kind of aggressive and stuff, and, like, she didn't want to be touched, and so eventually I grabbed one of the cages I built and brought it out there to use as a stand. Um, and I brought her out and I started clipping her. And once I had her out and I was holding her and stuff, like, she was better. Um, but it did take a while and I kind of, like, tried to work on her a little bit and then... I was a little bit scared of her, to be honest, because she was grunting so much, and I hadn't really experienced that before, um, so, yeah, um, <laughs> I just saw one of my coworkers driving past, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not actually going to work right now, I'm actually going to a doctor's appointment, so, Anyways, um, but, you know, um, angora rabbits are usually very docile, um, which is also why I think it's a doe, because does in general can be more aggressive and temperamental, like, the bucks are usually super sweet and very calm and stuff, so... I'm kind of glad that I got a buck, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, um, I finally got her out, and I was working on her, and, and she settled down and stuff. She did jump off at one point, but I was able to grab her right away, so, you know, I didn't lose a rabbit. <laughs> uh, that would not be good, but, um, I got, like, the biggest mats cleaned off of her, and... Unfortunately, I ran out of time because I had scheduled to meet somebody in Tilton at 6. Um, so I had to leave there at 5. It was a little bit after 5, but... Um, to go pick up my first spinning wheel. So I am the proud owner of a country craftsman... 1993 double drive spinning wheel 
and super excited. Um, I've been playing around with it some, practicing, um, but it is a little bit finicky. Um, probably uh, like a single drive different type of wheel would probably be easier to start out with than like an old somewhat rickety <laughs> double drive wheel. Um, but I'm getting the hang of it. Um, I've only really worked on it one day. Um, but, you know, I already started to, to get the hang of it for the most part. I'd still, um, hard to get the coordination down with the hands and feet. Um, well, it's a single treadle, so only one foot is going, but, um, oh my god! Sorry, let me turn my phone notifications off because. Hold on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. I'll share one of those. My coworker texted me and he said, Oh, I didn't realize it was you. Um. And my dad sent me a message, which I'll, I'll tell about later. Um, so, yeah. So, um, where was I? Oh, the spinning wheel. So, um, the day after I got it, I had the day off, so Monday. And so I was, like trying to get some house chores done and then do a little bit of spinning and do some more house chores and do a little spinning and stuff. So like, it's kind of my reward. And I think that's kind of how I will handle it because, you know, I still have lots of stuff to do at home and I can't just be like spinning all day. So, um, I'll get things done in the house and then like take a little break and do some spinning um, but it's a lot of fun, like, it's, it, I'll be honest, it was a very frustrating at first, I'm not like I was screaming at it or anything like that, not that bad, but, um, but it, it's, um, a little, little tricky, and my drive band has come off more times than I can count, I've gotten a lot better with that, and I've gotten very comfortable putting it back on, um, and, mostly like the last few times it's happened I've been able to catch it before it actually falls off so it tends to like it's usually um, when I'm going in counter uh, clockwise direction and then my foot like doesn't keep up with the tempo and it slows down to the point where it starts going in the other direction um, and because it's one band and it twists in at the bottom when you're going clockwise, when it goes counterclockwise, that twist wants to come up around the wheel and then it gets hung up and like the two strands go on one side of the wheel and then they pop off. Um, so I've been able to catch it when I see um, like the, the strands have come together and then then it's easier, but it's pretty simple once you figure out, like, 
how everything goes together um, to, to put the drive band back on. Um, so, um, I don't, I don't think that it matters which way the cross, like, goes over itself, if that makes sense, like, which way the drive band crosses itself, um, but when you're going clockwise, um, it should be at the bottom of the wheel, and kind of, like, between where the wheel is and your, your bobbin assembly, um, which I'm a little bit confused on the terminology, because I've heard some people say maidens, and then people say, like, the whole thing is called the mother of all, so I don't, I don't know. Like, those things seem very different. <laughs> um, I, I'm thinking that the kind of posts that hold the, um, I can't think of the term, the thing that spins around the bobbin, um, I think those are the maidens, like, the posts that hold those, and then, like, the whole assembly is called the mother of all, but I'm not, not 100% sure. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of vocabulary to learn with spinning, and I haven't found a good video that's, like, just explaining all the terms, so, um, you know, I might do something with that, um, just as I become much more familiar with everything, um, but yeah, I don't know why I haven't been able to find any video, like, explaining what everything is called. I mean, most things are explained, but not everything, so, um, I think that would be interesting. Um, so, anyways, uh, so yeah, I've got my first spinning wheel, and I posted about it on Facebook, and, um, my friend Sarah from the Sacred Tree Herbal Shop in Meredith, um, she was like, oh, I have a spinning wheel and a table loom, and I don't use them. You can have them if you want. And I'm like, uh, or, well, actually, she said, do you need them? And I was like, well, I don't need them, but if you're trying to get rid of them, like, I'm not going to say no. Um, so she's not looking for any money for them or anything, like, she just doesn't use it. Um, so yeah, like, I have no idea what it looks like, or if it's, like, functioning or anything. At this point, like, it, it doesn't really matter to me, but it's kind of stupid not to take her up on that. And, um, my husband was like, Everybody at work, like, because <laughs> I'm friends with some of his coworkers, um, on Facebook, and he's like, everybody at work is talking about your post, and you don't tell me this stuff, because he's not on Facebook, and, <laughs> it's like, I find out this stuff from people at work, and they're all excited for you and stuff, but, like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm like, well, I just told you that, like, somebody is 
like offered to give me a free spinning wheel. And so he was like, well, it'd be stupid to pass that up. But I was like, well, I just told you, like, it's not like I'm trying to hide it or something like that. Like, you're the one that chose not to be on Facebook. But anyways, so I didn't realize that his coworkers, like, are seeing all my posts. (laughs) But, like, uh, apparently, um... But yeah, so, um, cause I mean, it, it's kind of a niche thing. Like there's a lot of people that do spinning and, and other fiber arts like knitting and crocheting and stuff. But, um, you know, there's still like, I mean, before I knew like it was a thing, I didn't think anybody did it anymore. And I've met other people who were like, who spins? Like, oh, the spinsters. Like, that's like what you call like a cranky old lady who never got married or something. (laughs) And like, actually, there's a lot of people that spin and we're not all maidens and cranky and old. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, so, uh, so that's like a huge thing that happened and I'm like I'm super excited um I've been keeping my eye out for a spinning wheel like I wasn't really planning on getting one so soon but this one came up I found it on Facebook marketplace and it was fairly local to me like um the lady lives in Gilmanton which is like 40 minutes away and we met in Tilton which is only half an hour away and um at least from my house, um, and she was super nice, and, you know, spent time explaining what stuff was, since I was new, um, and, like, she had it charged for 250 on the Facebook ad, um, I had to go to the ATM, so I was like, do you have change for a 10, or, like, change for a 20, um, since ATMs only give you 20s, and she was like, no, it's okay, like, you can just pay me 240 So I got $10 off, and she gave me fiber from her sheep, and um, some that was mixed with silk, so that was kind of cool. Um, I haven't touched it yet, but it looks really nice. Um, so I've been practicing on the, like, creamy white alpaca that I have, because it's it's not as, like, nicely prepared. There's a lot of VM in it, which is, um, stands for vegetable matter. So, like, hay and grass and stuff. Um, so, it, it's not prepared as nicely. The other angle, or the other alpaca I have is, like, a brownish-gray type of color. And that one's, like, a lot softer and smoother and stuff. So I don't know if there's, like, an age difference and whatever. I mean, it looks like it was... It's... They're both in, like, big roving type of things. Um, So it looks like it was prepared the same way. But one of them's, like, super soft and there's not a lot of vegetable matter in it. And the other one is, like rougher and 
not as soft and it has it's like really dirty so I don't know but um, that was part of the the pound of fiber I got for free over the summer um, from Packet Hill Farm um, when Ricky did her artisanal art not artisanal um, artisan gathering and where I first learned about spinning so um so yeah um but yeah the lady I got it from was super nice she explained everything um she did warn me that it's a little finicky to get started with but once you figure it out it spins really well and um she's made like tons of yarn on it and she like went over all the pieces and explained everything to me, made sure I didn't have any questions, and I've sent her a few messages back and forth. Um, she told me about a group on Ravelry that was dedicated to this type of, um, this brand of spinning wheels, and the cool thing is that it's, it's as old as I am. I mean, technically, you know, it was finished in, like, September of 1993, so it's a couple months younger than I am, but, um, it was the same year that I was born, and it's, it was made locally in, in Massachusetts, so even though, like, I'm not that crazy about Massachusetts, like, it's still cool that, you know, it's, it hasn't gone very far, and, and I just think it's, freaking awesome that it's as old as I am. Like, that's so cool. Uh, so, so yeah. Um, but yeah, so hopefully, um, I invited this lady to the spinning group, uh, that's local and we have a meeting or like a gathering on the 18th of March, which I'm super excited for because like, I'll have my own spinning wheel, um, and, yeah, just super stoked, um, uh, my spinning wheel also has a distaff that it came with, and she gave me two extra bobbins, which I need to, to stain and stuff, and I was thinking, like, should I, like, touch it up and stuff, because there's, like, there's a couple chips here and there, not, like, anything major, it's not gonna impede the, um, how it spins or anything like that, but, um, I think the only thing I really want to do is to reburn the maker's mark, and, I mean, some people might be like, no, you can't touch that, like, it, it shows, you know, its age and stuff like that, but, I don't want to lose that, so, you know, I think, I think it would be cool to, to touch that up and redo that, um, so, yeah, um, but yeah, anyways, I'm almost at the hospital, so I will, I might have to record more of this later, but, um, the other exciting news is last night, January 31st, um, I came home, it was already dark, and the, the cover was down, um, on the carport where we have the animals, so I thought my husband had closed them in, 
I went inside and I was like, oh, thanks for closing in the animals. And he was like, I didn't close them in. It's too cold out there. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So um, it must have, the wind must have blown it closed. Um, we just used like a big, uh, almost like a binder clip, but just like a heavy duty clip um, and just pinch the door open. Um, so the wind must have closed it and I was looking for the clip outside and I couldn't find anything and it was still stuck on, um, like the, the middle part of the door flap. So anyway, so I went out and, um, to close the chickens in cause we let the chickens out and I was looking around, and I noticed Mrs. Hopple's had pulled fur for her nest, because she hadn't really done that. Like, there was a little bit mixed in here and there, but she hadn't, like, pulled fur for the nest. So, I was like, oh, good job, Mrs. Hopple's, and I gave her lots of pets, and um, I was talking to her, and like, you're doing such a good job, I'm so excited, because I was expecting the babies to come today. Um, and I kept looking at the nest, and then I saw some movement. So, Mrs. Hopples gave birth yesterday. Um, there was no fur in the nest when I left for work. So, um, I don't know exactly what time she had them, but sometime yesterday. And I just had a quick peek at them, um... Everything felt warm and wiggly, and they're actually, like, bigger than I was expecting, but I guess it's kind of normal. Um, I just, for some reason, I thought they were going to be tiny, tiny, uh, like little tiny peanuts or something, <laughs> but yeah, they were, they were big enough, um, and, you know, I didn't, like, pull them all out because it was dark out, and... I didn't get any pictures last night, but I checked on them this morning, and, um, they all look healthy, they, um, there's seven in total, I thought there was like five or six last night when I was looking, um, would have let him go, but, uh, and, uh, so we have four black and three, um, broken blacks. So, um, I'm kind of sad that none of them picked up her color because she is half crimmed argent and so she's got that nice, like, creamy color. Um, but that's okay, you know. Um, I did want to get a buck from the same lady because she's, she's gonna have, um, some purebred crimmed argents that are unrelated to you, Mrs. Opples. Um, but I'm not sure yet. I mean, I already have two bucks right now, and I only have one dough, so I feel like I should, uh, should get more doughs first. Um, so hopefully, um, I mean... I'm guessing that there's going to be a couple does in the litter. Uh, so we'll probably hold back at least one of them, if not 
it depends on how many there are and how many cages I can build. Um, I should actually order wire soon so that I can work on that. Um, because the cages take long time. I think it probably will be easier, like faster, to get the wire ordered. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, um, so I am super excited. They, I, I brought them inside. I brought the nest inside and had a good look at them and, and took some pictures and stuff. And they all look really good. Um, like, their, their bellies weren't, like, puffed out. But they didn't look wrinkly, so I'm pretty sure she's fed them. Um, but it probably just, you know, wasn't like five minutes ago. Um, so, at least from when I saw them. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm super excited. They're super cute. And they make, like, tiny little noises. It's so cute. Like, little like squeaking grunts and stuff like uh this is adorable so i'm super stoked but i'm here at the hospital now so um i'm not sure I, I might add some more to that but i will have to pause it for now so alrighty guys i will talk to you again later bye So I just finished my appointment. Um, went all right. Um, so back to the rabbits. Uh, with Mrs. Hopples, like, I'm so proud of her. She's done such a great job. I was worried because there's lots of horror stories on the internet. And a lot of people have... Um, have some bad experiences with first-time moms especially um, a lot of people have been I've noticed quite a few stories of people having issues with their rabbits that's linked to feed as well so that's something to keep in mind um, but you know me I don't like to sell fear or anything so um, but yeah like she was ready for it and she she knew what to do she hasn't like freaked out at me or anything and she's like let me um you know take the nest and hasn't like attacked me or anything like that <laughs> um which can definitely happen with new moms especially um I say they're protective and everything but she's been doing really well and I have been spending um, more time with her than my other rabbits while she's been pregnant and everything. Um, just making sure that I keep giving her attention and, and everything so that she is good with me. I think it's something that's important and I mean I might not always have the ability to do that. Um, but right now she's my only doe and you know, um, it's not like I'm spending hours with her or anything like that, but, like, every time I go in there, then, 
uh, unless I'm like in and out, um, I will stop and give her a couple minutes of petting and, um, apparently, um, my husband said that when he, like, uh, took care of the animals the other day that she kind of hid from him in the back of the cage. So, I was like, oh, really? Like, she hasn't been doing that with me. Like, she still loves getting pets for me. So, um, but yeah, you know, I, I wrote about this in my Facebook post with the pictures of the babies in the nest. Um, but I like to spend more time with, like, expectant mothers or whatever. Um, when our Bielefelder hen, Heidi, uh, when she got broody last year, I made sure to go every day and pet her while she was sitting on the nest. Um, one, just to, like, make sure that she would stay on the nest, because sometimes they'll, if they get freaked out or something like that, then they'll leave the nest. But, um, she stayed right on there. I kept giving her pets, and it just it helps you build a connection with your animal, um, and lets them know, like, you're, you're not hurting them, or anything like that, like, you're okay, and, you know, whether, like, scent, or just recognizing your face, or whatever, like, they, they know who you are, and, I mean, you can, this is, like, something people do a lot with dogs, like, they're like, oh, yeah, my dog's friendly, but their dog hasn't really socialized with any other people, like, it's usually just with them, and then they're like, who's this stranger, and their dog freaks out or something, um, and they're like, oh, my gosh, like, what happened? Like, well, I mean, all animals will do that, like, my doe actually, like, bit a friend of mine. I was showing, um, some of our friends, like, all the animals and stuff, and I was like, oh, Mrs. Hopple, she's super friendly, and she loves getting petted and stuff, and to be fair, like, uh, my friend had no experience with rabbits whatsoever, and she tried to, like, pet under her chin, instead of on her head, which rabbits don't typically like in the first place. Um, so she didn't know, and I didn't think to, like, mention it before she stuck her hand in there. Um, and Mrs. Hopples did, like, give her a little nip. Um, you know, thankfully it didn't, like, draw blood or anything like that, and my friend was okay. Like, she didn't completely freak out, but she was, like kind of nervous around the rabbit (laughs) after that, so, um, but yeah, like, they, they recognize who you are, and if you're their person or whatever, and if it's a new person, then they're like, ah, who is this person, you know, um, working at the farm, those rabbits don't know me yet, so when I walk in there, they're like, ah, (laughs) like, start hopping and bouncing all around their cages because they're kind of freaked out by me. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just something to keep in mind. So I've been spending a lot of time with her and she's been totally fine, at least with me, you know, like, so, 
Um, I haven't had any issues with her, like, going crazy for me, looking at the nest or touching it or whatever, and, um, so I don't know if, like, maybe it's not a good idea for my husband to handle them right now, um, with them being so small and new, um, and because his scent is different than mine. Um, but, you know, um, she's definitely more comfortable with me and, like, totally fine with me, you know, taking a look at her babies and, and all that stuff. So, I am so proud of Mrs. Hopples. Like, she's done so well. I am so, so happy, so grateful that, you know, I didn't have to clean up any dead kids and nobody was born on the wire or anything like that. Like, she did such a good job and I couldn't be happier with her. Um, she pulled great fur for her nest to make it nice and warm for those babies because it is cold. Um, I guess it's gone up to 25 now, but this morning, well, when I left for my appointment, it, it was 16 degrees. And we've been having, like, it's been generally high 30s into 40s for most of the winter. Like, we've had some days in the, like, low 30s and, and stuff. But it hasn't gone that far below freezing for most of the winter so far. And now it's, like, it's cold. So, um, I know us in, uh us New Englanders are supposed to be made of sterner stuff, but usually the weather kind of eases you into the cold, and this year it hasn't done that so much, so it feels colder than it, than it necessarily is. I mean, we generally get down to, like, negative 20 sometimes, but we haven't had anything close to that yet, um, which I'm not really complaining about, but although the whole uh, thawing and, and refreezing is kind of annoying in the winter. Um, but anyways, so yeah, um, I mostly wanted to share the big news. Um, I am just so excited and... Um, it's been a very exciting end of the month for me, um, between the spinning wheel and, and also, you know, helping Livingstone Farm as well, um, just having that opportunity and, um, being able to work for food, um, potentially and, and maybe some other stuff in the future. I'm hoping to work for the two Bielefelder hens that she has left, because she doesn't, that's all she's got left of the Bielefelders, um, and I would like to make our flock a little bit bigger, um, and we do need to hatch more eggs this year, um, so hopefully in the springtime I can get those chickens and I will, um, you know, once we butcher the Rhode Island Reds, 
then those tubular filters can go in the small coop and um, then we can introduce them and then we can keep the rooster with the four Beulah filter hens. We'll have four at that point. Um, as long as, you know, nothing, nothing bad happens. Um, and we'll keep the other ones separate so that we can breed we'll have, like, we know which eggs are only Bielefelders. So, because I think the the Rhode Island Red Bielefelder mix, um, I think they've been laying more than Heidi and the the younger Bielefelder hen is. We named her, and neither of us can remember what her name is. <laughs> uh, I feel bad. Like, none of the mixed hens have names um cause they look pretty similar one of them definitely um I think is Clixilla's daughter cause she's got like the really pointy comb um I mean it could be any of them but <laughs> uh who knows but um the other ones like I don't really know uh, they are definitely bigger than the Bielefelder that, um, was born at the same time. So, um, yeah, having mixes, you are going to get bigger, bigger birds. They're definitely, I would say, bigger than the Rhode Island Reds. Um, and they look like fuller bodied, not just fluffier or something. Um. But, you know, we do just, we want to have Bielefelders, so, um, but maybe in the future I will keep two flocks of hens, and we can cross, use our Bielefelder rooster to cross, um, and, and do that. So, because... I mean, we do want to, like, be able to get a decent amount of meat from the chickens as well. Um, so. Anyways. Um, I might actually, like, ban them by, by year. So have the same color for each year. I might do that. Um, just so I know, um, in case you know, we have, we have a lot of hens, um, the roosters, like, obviously will be processing those, but I don't know yet, uh, we shall see, um, but yeah, so, just wanted to share that exciting news, um, yeah, uh, so hope you like this episode. If you want to see pictures and a video and you can hear the noises that the little babies make, I did take a video and that is on my Facebook page, which I will put in the video description or the, the video description, the show notes. Um, and, um, yeah, I will have like a topic for next time, but just now wanted to do a little episode and, and share what's going on. 
so anyways hope you guys are having a good week and that you're staying warm in this cold cold time maybe it's not as cold for you as it is here for me but um yeah so i will talk to you guys next time and have a great day bye Okay guys, it's the next day and I know (laughs) you just listened to me close out the episode but I wanted to add just a little bit more to this. Um, It's the next day. So uh, last night, yesterday I had the day off because I had the doctor's appointment and stuff and when I got home, um, I did do some stuff in the house but I I did focus a lot on practicing spinning and... I feel like I really got a handle on it. Um, obviously, you know, I still need to work on consistency in my yarn. Um, but I really feel like I've got it down. Um, I feel very comfortable with it. And, um, I think my drive band came off one time yesterday. And that was like the wheel started turning backwards but um I really really feel way more comfortable and so I wanted to share a couple things that helped me pick it up so fast and and maybe it's just like this just clicked with me that's kind of how I felt at the um the fiber gathering I went to the artisan thing um like I had a very super nice lady who's a very good teacher um usher me over to her spinning wheel and show me how to, how to spin and she's you know great teacher very patient and everything and you know I kind of got the hang of it there obviously it wasn't as comfortable as I am right now um but you know in not that much time like you know half an hour I was spinning stuff and you know I messed up a lot and I kept getting this the wheel going backwards and stuff but I was spinning and she got me to that point so um so I think having like a really good base to work from and having that great first experience with somebody uh, really like holding my hand and teaching me and being a good teacher. Uh, There was another lady who brought a few wheels, so um, I was able to to try a couple of hers out and she was not as good of a teacher. (laughs) I'll put it that way, Um, you know. I didn't really talk to her that much outside of trying to use her wheels. Um, So I'm sure she's a a nice person and everything, but she was definitely more, like, blunt and not as willing to, like, work with me or adjust the wheels or anything like that. Because, you know, you, you can adjust the tension. Some people prefer things at different tensions or whatever like it's not 
not necessarily like a one size fits all that's why you can adjust things so um I mean she was probably right that it was like beginner inexperience and I I didn't really know what I was doing and stuff but um you know she didn't even entertain the idea um but I I do kind of understand why like if you hit a sweet spot with your wheel like you don't really want to change it but at the same time like if you're trying to encourage people to try it out then you know like you'll find your sweet spot again <laughs> you know so um I think having having that flexibility is important as well um I have a friend who's like oh I'm gonna have to come and and you can teach me <laughs> so like uh <laughs> at the time like I had just gotten the wheel and I was like I don't think I'm ready to teach anything like I don't know what I'm doing but to be honest like I feel like I've picked it up so fast and um I don't know if that's normal, but I just, I'm not trying to brag or anything, um, but it's, I don't know, I think it's, it's kind of amazing when you find something that you're really good at, um, so, you know, I'm still, like, nowhere near as good as people who have been doing this for years and years and years and, or anything like that. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding myself that way. But um, I did post some pictures of the first yarn that I'm working on um, in some of the spinning groups. And I got a lot of really positive feedback. And not just, like, people being polite or anything, but, like, there was like new spinners and seasoned spinners and they were all like wow like that's really good for your first time um and like some of the new spinners were like that is miles ahead of where my first one was like a lot of people when they start out it's like really slubby um is what we call it and that just means, like, there's big chunks of unspun fiber that's, like, stuck in, in the spin. Um, because it's not, not drafted out as well. But a lot of people actually, like, tend to miss that after, um, they become, after they become really good at spinning, um, they, like, can't really leave those slubs in anymore it's just you automatically spin it out so um which I don't really think that I want that type like I'm not into art yarn so much um I know a lot of people are and that's fine um it does make some interesting textures in your your uh, yarn and stuff, and when you do whatever you're doing with your yarn, like, that can make some, some really cool, um, fabrics and stuff, so, um, it's just not, not really my thing, um, 
so but yeah I don't know if I'm going to do all of the white alpaca that I have or or not um as like my practice stuff I might keep some and save it for if I'm showing other people or something but although it's not the easiest to draft um so I don't know maybe maybe that's not a good idea um but that's stuff like I don't really care so much like it was free and I have a lot of it so I think I could probably put most of it on one bobbin which is kind of crazy like well I don't know I guess it's kind of a good thing um but yeah like so as I've said in previous episodes I've been having a lot of sciatic pain and the like most wonderful thing about this is not only is it relaxing and zen when you get in a groove but I don't feel my back hurting or my butt you know like it's the whole area there um I can just zone out and I don't know if the pain actually goes away or if I'm just distracted enough that I don't feel it it's probably the latter but I think that's amazing for me um because it's been really difficult like it's not as bad as when it started but I've been in a lot of pain and to have some relief from that and to like just relax and not feel that pain anymore is amazing and I'm not saying like if you're suffering from sciatica then you should take up spinning because you're not going to feel your pain like I think it's different for everybody um what can distract them um you know so it's it just makes me want to spin more um but, yeah, it's just, it's been amazing, and so I wanted to, like, share some of the advice and pointers that I got from the spinning groups and stuff, um, so one of that is, um, one lady said to kind of think of it as, like, you're driving with the, the treadle and your hands moving, um, like, they're doing two different motions at the same time, you know, when you're driving, your hands are going side to side, keeping the, the wheels straight or turning, and your feet are going up and down, you know, not as fast as you would be trottling, but, um, you know, your, your hands and your feet are doing two different motions, and another lady, which I think helped the most, um, also you could kind of think of it like, your drumming. Um, I've never played the drums, but, you know, if you're, you're keeping a tempo with that bass drum with your foot, um, that's probably a, a better description. 
but, um, like I said, like, I've never drummed before, but when you can keep, like, a, a constant tempo with your foot and not think about it, um, so nobody said this, but, like, if you can practice treadling and, like, talk on the phone or something and don't necessarily look at your wheel, um, like, have your mind distracted with other things, but keep that tempo, keep the wheel turning, and go faster, and this is kind of going into what somebody told me, they said, like, 15 minutes a day, go as fast as you can, and then slow down to where you're barely turning the wheel, and then go faster, and then stop, and go again, and just practice, like, alternating speed, um, keep it at one speed for a while, and then slow down a bit, because you're gonna do that naturally as you're spinning. You might get hung up on a, a section of fiber, and so you're slowing down because you want to get that drafted out, and then, then it, it goes smoothly again, and you can pick up speed and all this stuff. So that's a really good exercise. Um, you know, just don't even worry about having fiber on the thing, or if you have some yarn started, just break it off and let it wrap around the bobbin and just work on the treadle so that the flyer and bobbin thing, it's turning freely. There's no tension with the, the fiber. Um, so I did that and then I added the yarn on there because, you know, I, I want to be spinning fiber. <laughs> like, I don't want to just mess around with my feet so much. Um, the other thing with my wheel in particular, it's a Country Craftsman, and it's an old wheel. Not, like, ancient. I mean, it's, it's as old as I am, so it's almost 30 years old. Um, so again, you know, like, there's a lot of older wheels than that, but, um, it's, it's like a reproduction type of spinning wheel, um, so it's definitely functioning and everything, but the guy, the, the wheel maker who, who made them, he originally started making just decoration pieces, um, so they were not functioning, and then he found out that there was a market for working wheels, so he looked at some antique wheels, and he replicated that, you know, he found one that he really enjoyed, or, like, he really liked the look of it and stuff, and he replicated that and made it into a working wheel, so it's, it's based on older models, um, older style spinning wheels and stuff, and so... Um, so yeah, um, what was I going to say? Oh, so everything is made out of wood, um, except for the, there's like a metal bar that goes through the, the, the middle of the wheel, the hub of the wheel and, um, connects to the treadle. Um, not the actual, like, foot treadle part, but there's a, a stick that goes up and it connects to that metal part, so that turns around and that connects 
to your treadle. Um, I don't know what every individual piece is called, unfortunately, but, um, so there's that. And then, like, the screw pieces for the whirl, um, which keeps your bobbin on and also turns with the, the spinning wheel, um, it's connected with the drive shaft, or the drive band, um, that also has, like, a metal screw piece inside, and, um, on the, the piece that holds the bobbin, so, um, but yeah, I think those are, like, the only metal parts, um, so, the, the bobbin assembly, um, it has leather, like, washers, um, that, that hold the, the orifice and the other end of the, the bobbin holder, and, um, those were, like, um, the whole bobbin assembly thing was very much, like, forward, so it was not in good alignment with the wheel, but everything is made out of wood, and it's not glued in or anything, so you can take the whole thing apart, pretty much. Um, there's even, like, little wooden pegs that hold in the spokes of the wheel, uh, which they've been kind of popping out, but as the wheel gets warmer and stuff, like, I'm keeping it in the kitchen right now, so that I can spin on there, um, I've noticed, like, as I'm spinning, they, they tend to come out a little bit, so every now and then I just push them back in, um, but anyways, the, the bobbin assembly was, like, forward a lot, so it wasn't in line with the spinning wheel, and I noticed that, so I, I tried to, like, push it back a little bit through the, the leather, um, washers, but it kept creeping forward, um, so, cause there's, there's a little wiggle room there, but I rotated one of the maidens, which is the wooden piece that holds up the, the whole bobbin assembly, and that's what the washers are connected to, um, I rotated that front one so that it's angled backwards more, and that pushes the whole bobbin assembly back, and then I, you know, moved the back one a little bit too. That one was not quite as loose, so I didn't move that one as much, but it, it did enough to, to push it back, so, um, it's probably not perfectly aligned, but it's way better and I'm having much less difficulties with the drive band now, because that was, it was just coming off all the time, and, you know, I, I tried adjusting the tension and stuff like that, which helped a little bit, but not, it definitely didn't stop it from coming off, and once I did that, like, plus I, you know, as I'm making changes and stuff, like, I'm getting better every time, but, um, 
it, it made a huge difference. And, um, I was able to, to keep spinning without being interrupted by the drive fan coming off. So, um, so yeah, if you get a country craftsman, like they can be a little bit finicky, but if you just kind of look at, at how it works and what's going on and make sure things are as aligned as possible, um, it can, it can work really well, and I'm really, really enjoying it, like, um, I'm getting somewhat consistent yarn now, um, I'm able to do it a little bit thinner, not, like, super fine or anything, like, it's not, like, sweet or anything like that, but, um, I do think that maybe I'm still over twisting it a little bit. Um, I do like kind of loose fluffy yarns. So I'm not sure cuz to me maybe it's because it's wound on tightly on the bobbin that you can't really feel any springiness, but it feels like it's almost like cordage and and it's probably also because the quality of the fiber is not as soft. Um but hopefully I'll be able to, to spin some stuff that's a little bit more airy and, and fluffy and soft. Um, that'd be cool. You know, you just don't want it to come out. And, and some of that will, will work out a little bit more when you thwack it, which is new, like, um, you soak your yarn and then get most of the, the water out and then you whack it <laughs> on something to to kind of wring it out and get the last drops of water out and then you can hang it and, and dry it out. Um, but yeah, so that it helps set the the spin in the yarn so it doesn't unravel as much or as easily. So anyways, I know there's a lot of spinning jargon in this, and if that's not your cup of tea, you're probably like, what the fuck is she saying? I don't understand anything. Um, but yeah, this, I'm probably going to keep talking about fiber stuff, so, uh, hopefully that's not annoying for anybody who doesn't spin or anything. Um, and I'm trying to, like, explain what things are as I, I use, like, their proper name and stuff like that. Um, because I'm still learning a lot of the vocabulary, so, um, yeah, you know, I'm still very much a beginner, but I feel like I've come a long way in two days of spinning, like, really only had two days to work on this since I got it, and, um, I'm feeling pretty comfortable with it, so that's pretty awesome, like, it just makes me more excited, um, so yeah, you know, like, some people just 
they find like what they really want to do and stuff and I've been struggling with that like I don't know where I want to go um and I feel like maybe this is it maybe spinning and other fiber arts is is where my heart really is um I don't know if I'm gonna be getting like a lot of my own fiber animals there's a lot of farms around that have lots of fiber available and so if I can support them um I will do that I will I think I know enough people now that I can buy fiber from instead of going to Etsy or something like that you know um it would be cool to do, like, a wool study, but at the same time, like, you only get a tiny bit with that, so, um, I'm not that fussed about it, like, there's enough people around that have different types of animals that I can, I can work from that, so, um, I know quite a few, like, there's a lot of people that do spinning and stuff here, and again, like, I'm, I'm not the best or anything like that. Like, I'm just starting and I have a long way to go still, but I feel pretty confident that I will, um, get to, like, a really good competency level pretty quickly with, like, how far I've come in two days. Um, so, I need a lot more practice, but, um, it's amazing not feeling that sciatic pain, you know, being able to distract myself enough from it and focus on this and zone out and zen out and everything, like, it's incredible because this pain has been constant. It does not go away. And so just having a little bit of relief. And I'm still sitting down when I'm spinning. And sitting is usually, like, the worst thing. But it's enough of a distraction that I don't feel it. And even when I get up, like, it's not... It's not like it rushes back so much. Um, so I am just really enjoying it right now. Um, and I just wanted to share some of those tips that I have found and, uh, tips with the wheel, um, because I think that, that was my biggest headache was just the drive band kept coming off and I got super frustrated. Um, I think I mentioned this before, but you just, you want to make sure that the, the cross where the drive band crosses on a double drive, that it, it's at the bottom when you're you're spinning clockwise, which will automatically happen, like, if you put it in the wrong place, once you start spinning the wheel, it should cycle down to the bottom, um, between your wheel and, and the, the flyer assembly, so, um, or, like, between your wheel and the bobbin and the whirl, um, so, yeah, um, yeah, 
I just wanted to share those few other things. I know this is gonna make this into a longer podcast, but that's okay. Um, if, uh, if you're into fiber and stuff, like, welcome. (laughs) If you're not into it, like, I hope you can learn something and maybe it's still interesting to you. Um, I just, spinning wheels are amazing machines and they are machines, you know, um, even my husband can appreciate it because it's a machine. (laughs) You know, men are usually, um, more into machinery and stuff, which is why, um, men kind of took over spinning for a while when the, the spinning wheel was invented. Um, but now it's, it's mostly women again, and, I mean, men still generally are the ones making spinning wheels, but anyways, um, they are amazing machines, and very efficient, and I can't believe how fast I'm going through this fiber, like, I've gone through way more than I've done on a drop spindle, um, over a much longer period of time, like, I liked the drop spindle, like, especially the Turkish ones, because you get these cute little turtles and everything, uh, but just the amount that you can do in a short time, and it's still relaxing and stuff, like, that's amazing to me, so, so yeah, um, I'm very excited, (laughs) um, and I just wanted to, to share that advice, so, hope you guys have a good day, and I will end this episode for realsies this time, (laughs) I'll talk to you next time, take care.